mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It's a big alert, everyone. Ding, ding, ding. Sophie doesn't think I love her anymore. Yeah, because she's been doing this thing, which is an amazing... No, you can't just say this thing. I'm going to go into it if you let me breathe. He's been doing a form of therapy because he's a traumatized little soul. He's been doing trauma therapy called EDMR, which I want to do. And Jamie's like, you don't need it. You honestly just want me to stay like worse off than you. Can I explain this, what it is? Go on, please do. Okay. Ladies, I think therapy is a great thing. And I've done a bit of therapy in my time as I, I'm a big advocate for it. I think it's an amazing thing to do. And I spoke to this therapist who said, because I always thought that my, I always thought that my, you know, my maybe some insecurities or whatever it is or whatever. Anxiety. Anxiety, that's the word I was looking for. I have no insecurities. No, you're secure as secure comes. No, you're no, like a no rock fighter, you're so secure. <laughs> no insecurities here. Um, but my anxiety came from because I went to boarding school young age and all these kind of things. And this therapist was like, no, it's not because of that. It's because um, it was way before that because my parents got divorced at eight and all these different things so before that. So I'm doing this thing called EDMR. Is that right? EDMR. And it's basically where your brain, the left side to the right side flickers and you can either go back and heal traumas or you can... That's the worst explanation. Okay, punk. You, you describe it then. If you know so much more. Basically, I'm going to put it out there. What it is, is it's called, when you sleep at night, you have REM, which is rapid eye movement. So your eyes flicker from left to right really quickly and it processes the day. Your brain processes the day. When you go through some tricky things in your life, you don't ever process it so it stays in your body or in your mind or you store it, whatever, supposedly. This is a sort of psychotherapy type thing. EDMR is when you hold these two little machines, you can look at a red dot on the screen, it's amazing, and it buzzes from left to right and you talk about the things that went on and you process it. Since I've done that, Sophie thinks that I don't love her. You're either becoming so secure that you don't need me. Like something's going on. Like he's, I'm used to like, I'm not, I'm going to put it out that you are probably one of the most needy people I've ever met. And you're not anymore. And I'm like, do you not love me anymore? <laughs> you want to, you want to keep me. You I want to wanna... keep you insecure and damaged and trauma. <laughs> yeah. For my own, for my own security. I don't like it. It's making me feel uncomfortable. You're not bothered about me. You don't care about me. Don't worry about me. There's nothing. So, yes, so much so that yesterday, I don't think, should I talk, talk about yesterday? Yeah, you can do it yesterday. Okay, so yesterday we hosted the Wonka premiere, world premiere. Red carpet, baby. Red carpet, baby. And Jay, I said to Jamie a million times, like, I can't walk in these heels. They were like six inches, no platform, like the most painful shoes I've ever worn. Really silly idea of me to wear them anyway. And I'm like clip-clopping from one side of the stage to the other. Clip-clopping. Like easily in this corset. Like I could just, and my knees, it was so cold. My knees felt like they were going to buckle at any time. I kept saying, Jamie, my knees are going to go. Like they just felt, I felt odd. Like I think my body was freezing that my knees kept going like, you know how you just picture a horse, like a Bambi going, like that's what my knees felt like they were doing. Could not, could not feel an, a measle in my foot. Like there was no feeling. Just so I was so cold. My body was going. She and I, was shaking. Anyway, it was two degrees. It was two degrees. She I was wearing a skimpy skirt. Oh. Anyway, um, I kept saying, "Jamie, Jamie, when they like to, you know, hush us from one side to the other side of the stage, and we're getting up and down this like stage, which is raised in the steps. Please, can you hold my hand and like help me down because yeah. they're gonna be like right this end, and off I run. You, he was like, yeah, yeah." promise I will no no he would run and because we had these headpieces and he couldn't hear me but I'd be screaming behind you Jamie Jamie <laughs> I couldn't walk I was going to fall flat on my face in front of everyone not once for the whole five hours that we were doing it did you stop and hold my hand and help me down so much so everyone around me, like all the people working helping us out were like holding my hand helping me down I was like you left me that completely. doesn't mean I don't love you yeah it is you didn't look at me once 
You, you, you little fibber. You didn't ask if I was okay once. Are you kidding me? Okay, you know what? We're going to get into this yeah. in today's episode, all right? Okay. We're going to get into this. I'm going to, before we kick it off, all right? Yeah. I love you, honey. I love you. Can I just give a shout out to this drink? Oh, God. What like, I just don't know if we're allowed to do this, but this caused and press rhubarb actually genuinely might be the nicest flavor. You know, when people say, what's your favorite flavor? That is unbelievable. It's like, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even an advert. She's just done it. I'm frightened at how good that is. It almost shouldn't be allowed. I'm not going to be able to stop. Delicious. Should we, okay, glug it down. Should we begin the episode, mm-hmm. honey? I love, do you know what? Just love this podcast so much. It gives a real pep in my step. All right, Pappy boy. It does, it just gives me a pep in my step. Peppy love you. All right, Peppy girl. Here we go. You ready for this? Yep. Let's begin. Hello, I'm Jamie Lang. And I'm Sophie Lang. And we met five years ago. And we're married. Married. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That's right. Can't get rid of me. Hello, wonderful listeners of the podcast. Um, it's Jamie here and... This is Sophie. <laughs> you, you know it, honey. You know it, brother. We got, listen, we'll get straight into it because we mentioned it before. We just hosted the Wonka premiere red carpet. The, the whole Wonka film, it's amazing. We hosted the red carpet. It was unbelievable. Couldn't have wore a skimpier dress and it was two degrees outside. I don't think I told my amazing stylist, Rachel, that I was hosting it. I just said like Wonka premiere. So she just thought I'd be going getting my photo done. I didn't quite feed back to her that we'd be there from 3pm till 7pm stood outside in two degrees. So I thought obviously I'd be showing this outfit off. No, I had to put my, literally my dad's coat, I have an oversized coat. And the outfit had like puffy hips. It had like padding under to give it a shape. So with the the coat over the top it genuinely just looked like I had like Mrs. Doubtfire's ass on me like I, like as I walked it was like dum, 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 dum. and my sister I kept going Georgia does it look again she was like yeah yeah it looks like you've bought a Balenciaga coat with the added hips that's how big my hips looked and then I had this tail coming out from the bow like the whole thing didn't work and then the funniest was Sophie thought her hair looked like a fruit bowl yeah, I think Willis will love me saying this, but Willis, he is just the best. He he's does my, your hair. He's my hairstylist and he's literally the greatest human on this planet. I said, can you do this to my hair? And then I kept complaining it looked like a freak. But I think I was being a bit of a diva. I you think, were not being a diva. You're never a diva. I think I was nervous. And so I was like taking it out on the outfit and everything. I was like, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> and Jamie couldn't give a crap. In fact, all you do is neg me in front of people. Like, what? Last thing you said to Yinka, who was also hosting. The presenter, us, the yeah. presenter. Jamie's like, we're all just there. You know, I'm really nervous. Never done something like this before. And Jamie's just like, ooh, Sophie, could you be wearing any more diamonds? I'm like, well, could you be any taller? <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, she's still wearing the diamond necklace. She's I can't still... get it off. <laughs> she's, she's wearing a full-blown diamond necklace. I can't ne- get it off. And I thought, <laughs> best not to rip it off. So, better wear it. She's wearing a... How, like, this is... Guys, it's a full-blown diamond necklace that she's borrowed and she can't get it off. And you were going to think about ripping it off. No, no, no. But I, I don't know how I'm going to get it off because Rachel's in Bahamas or somewhere. So, you can't get that off. So, you're just wearing it. Well, until someone else helps me. But there were just, I mean, so many funny things. You were so professional in so many ways. So we had to stand on the stage, guys, and loads of people came up. All the cast, it was Timothy Chalamet, Olivia Coleman, Hugh Grant, Rowan Atkinson. I mean, it was an unbelievable amount of people. It was so amazing. Um, and you became so, I've never seen you, it was two degrees outside. Yeah. And there was a point where I started to, shake a little bit and you turned to me and went stop shaking no I, I stop all I said shaking. To my, I just said to my Angela I'm just clenching my vagina and I, anyone who's cold if you clench that area your body stops shaking because I everyone was looking at me before in rehearsals because I was itchy like it was and, and then at one point I went to wave at someone and my hand didn't move I was like it actually was frozen and then I heard someone in my I was like this and I went oh no oh no I couldn't explain the coldness oh my god to the point when we got home I got my little hot water bottle 
I slept with it in the middle of the night about 2am. Felt Jamie like patting my head, patting my legs, patting me, patting me, patting me all over. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, something's heating. Keep the bed up. Baby, it was actually the hottest. And it obviously like cuddled Jamie and then rolled over and it was like right by his back. I mean, I woke up in the middle of the night and I I, I woke up, okay, we'd gone into bed, we were exhausted. You know, Sophie, who I love more than you're my wife, our bed is big. Like I purposely got... Oxytosis. What? It's a hormone for when you touch. If you sleep, yeah. touching someone, you release more oxytocin, which is the great hormone okay. that makes you a happy, happy girl. The bed is so big, it's crazy. Yeah, all right. Release okay, them. it's so big. And I don't know what happens, but Sophie gets into that bed and she comes over to my side of the bed. So I, you know, in the middle of the night when you want to roll over onto the other side because you feel like it's going to be a bit colder, I just roll over in the same place. Like there's no <laughs> movement in... I roll it's over. It's called love. It's a marriage. Okay. You're so far over my side. I was so tired, but my my mind and body forced me awake. And I went, <laughs> and I woke up. Went, <gasps> and I thought I was in a sauna. I was like, it's, <gasps> what the hell? What the hell's going on? My body was like convulsing. <laughs> it was convulsing. It was convulsing. I was like, what is going on? So I was trying. Was- you were patting, like, he like pulled on my pajama bottoms and like patted my bum. I was like, what was he doing? But he was obviously trying to see where I'd like, because I often put it up my jumper. It was like you'd wrap me in a heated blanket. <laughs> It and the funny so- thing is, when you said, I was like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm so hot. I was I suddenly moved my arm over. I could just feel the hot water bottle right by his back. <laughs> I threw heating, it across the room. Heating his whole side of the bed. <laughs> and then to get her back, to get her back, I got up, went round to your bedside table and got the bottle of water and down the whole thing. <laughs> and then just, <laughs> up and went I'm so thirsty I'm so thirsty where's the water where's the water and I went I drank it and then and then he goes to me as I, I like well, as I was going back to you he was like do you want me to get you another bottle you actually you nasty little cow you were like this do you want me to get you another bottle I was like yeah I'm so thirsty you are like there's a tap right over there I was like you just asked if you wanted to get me oh, okay he's like get up and get it from the tap like what was that about you wanted me to suffer <laughs> so you go did you drink it from the tap no I have my Stanley Cup oh my god that Stanley Cup of yours just going back to um, the Wonka premiere it was amazing guys so we we got to interview so many different people that came up and Sophie has this amazing thing which I just admire you for more than anything Timothy Chalamet Yes, Timothy Chalamet comes up to the stage. This and is not true. This is true. He's a good-looking dude. He's got swag. There you go. You heard him. He's got swag. He's good-looking. And he, he's he got these amazing eyes. He's very charming. And you can see why he's he is Timothy Chalamet. He must... Timothy Chalamet wakes up every single day and goes, I'm... How jealous? Timothy fucking Chalamet. How That's jealous. what he does every single day. Anyway, Timothy Chalamet comes up on stage and she he gave Sophie a look. Now, in my eyes, when someone gives me like a look, I'm just thinking, oh, they're being friendly. No, not Sophia Boo. <laughs> Sophia Boo straight away goes to, they fancy me. No, they, I didn't. Yeah, He's you. going out with Kylie Jenner, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, but you do. You do. <laughs> he shook my hand. He didn't look you in the eye. He answered <laughs> all the questions. But you were... <laughs> you, Jamie, like, your your hyperactivity came out. You were like, so, Timothy, can I ask you what crystals you wear? I was like, oh, my God, he's taken some speed. Taken some speed. Taken speed, is that what I'm saying? But then to the point where, Sophie, honestly, you did this the other day and you won't remember it, but you had this amazing moment. Because you are, you've been doing some photo shoots, you've been doing lots of things. No, don't even. I know I don't know what you're about to say, but you're going to try and really embarrass me. No, you didn't, no, you did, but it was amazing. Amazing. Like, no. I love it. You came up from your photo shoot no. the other day and you walked into the room. I, and- I really don't know what you're about to say, but I really would rain your neck in because otherwise I'll break it. No. Are you joking? No, you walked into the room and you flicked your head and went, it's tough being a model. <laughs> no, guys, can I just say, I said, I find photo shoots really boring. Yeah. And I said, Why I was, it because I don't want anyone to get upset. I no, like I doing it. them, guys. But I, I find them really exhausting. You walk in and go, how good do I look? <laughs> I do not. Yeah. He walks in and I go, oh, wow, that tan blinding me. It's literally like Ross from France. And you're like, look, cute, right? Do your mirror face, mirrors here. 
<laughs> but you did. But, and, it, and then I said to you this morning, when people give you this weird look, you honestly go, they fancy me. I love that. That that confidence is just phenomenal. That's just not the case at all. I say it to wind you up. Obviously, Timothy Chalamet. If he did, it would be great. <laughs> oh my God. What? I don't know. We get given these cue cards. There's no auto cue. And as we're doing it, we're with Yinka, the other amazing pre- presenter. And Jamie turns around and he's like, I'm there, like camera's on and it's just like roll. And Jamie goes to Yinka, imagine if we just read off the card as I'm literally there thinking, isn't that what we're doing? I'm not joking when my stomach nearly came out of my arsehole. I suddenly was like, wait, what do I do then? So as people are talking to me, I'm like, memorize, memorize, memorize. My sister looks at me and she goes, are you okay, Sophie? I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to memorize it. Like, did you not fancy telling me? Sophie, by the way, there's no water cue and you've got to memorize this. I would have stayed up all night memorizing it. I said that to you. You did not. You did not. And so I suddenly am there like... You were just going to read it like a book. Well, I thought I might be able to glance down and Jamie looks at her and he's like, imagine if we just were reading all the... Hello. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck else are we meant to do then? I'm not joking. I, I honestly sick came up in my mouth. I was like, that's me done. I'm done. Career over. This is a disaster. Not to mention the fear of death when you would look at me and I'd be reading off the card. You would have been like... We had at one point nearly had a passive aggressive argument. No, you're so sensitive. Like if I tell Jamie, like, look, Jamie basically goes to me. He's like, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to riff, raff, riff, raff, riff, raff. And then you can ask the last question. I'm like, okay, sick. So I stand there like this. Uh, 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 as Jamie asks all the question in his riff, raff way. And then looks at me to be like, and I'm like, what am I fucking going to ask? And so I said, Jamie, like, I'm feeling a bit awkward. You said I was hogging the mic. You're hogging the mic. Like, I we c- both had a mic. Yeah, but how, what am I meant to do? You don't come up for air. So at what point am I meant to speak? So I said it to him. Jamie literally looks at me. He loses his shit. He's like, oh, just don't, Sophie. Don't. Not now. Not today. I'm like, oh, my God. Jesus, here we go. So I'm like, and then he's like, you do it. You, you start it. You introduce it. And I'll just, I'll stand back. I'm like, well, obviously not. And so he's like, no, no, honestly, you do it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, I, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to say anything. It's just nightmare. Like, get over it. You are an attention seeker. I'm not an attention seeker. Oh my God, you are. I do you think I'm an attention until seeker? Until the last two people, I got the best people to introduce, actually. Until the last two people, I didn't get to introduce one person. Every time they come up on stage, even though it says Sophie, doctor, welcome Timothy Chalamet or welcome Olivia Coleman, they can't say, Jamie, <gasps> Get to the stage. I was like, oh, my line's gone again. Before, before we went to this place to get a drip, which is where they put this sort of machine in your arm. and it's, They don't put a machine, they put a drip in your arm. Okay, they put a drip into your arm. And we were sitting there having, having a drip and I had walked in and I kissed Sophie and hugged her and all these different things. And this lovely woman who's from Hong Kong was, was doing it for us. And we were sitting there and as we were sitting there, I said, <laughs> she looked at us and I do this new thing now, which really embarrasses so Sophie. Weird. <laughs> Sophie. It's so weird. I've kissed, I've hugged all these different things. And then I turn to the lady and I say, oh, by the way, we're brother and sister. <laughs> I, I usually, usually people are a bit like, you're weird, but this one, she was so lovely. This nurse, her face, I actually couldn't stop thinking. If there was a camera, that would be a viral meme. The look of her face, she literally was like, it was sheer panic. She did not know what was going on. And Jamie held it. And I was laughing so much, I couldn't correct him. We went to Winter Wonderland as well. You don't like Winter Wonderland that much. I had so much fun because we were just with my best friends and it was so fun. But as a place, arcades and those sort of like force fun things aren't... They're not up my street. What do you mean it's force fun? We, we, we had organised... You spent £10 on a, a, throwing a ball to hit like a, a domino <laughs> to get a, a teddy bear that I would have thrown away anyway. £10, you did it about four times. Yeah, but it was great. 40 quid, we're trying to buy a house. <laughs> Sophie... Uh, do not get into money spent. Do not get into money spent. This Black Friday, okay, guys, I, I get home, I get home. You'll never guess what Sophie has bought. Sophie has has gone Black Friday mad. She's bought this thing that I can only, I can I, I don't know what it is. You it's base, a shoulder massager, I get with it. It's not a shoulder massager, I don't know what it is. It has two arm slings either side of it and a big massager on the back. You put your arms in it like you're on, you, like... 
I don't know, like you're the hunchback and it starts mass, it starts crawling up your back. You it's bought, amazing. You've bought this. What it's else amazing. did you buy on Black Friday? This was a rogue one. I, I don't really, I, I asked my mum. My mum was like, I think it's for the elderly people. I got convinced as I was scrolling on Amazon that I have, it said circulation for the legs, bad circulation. And then I suddenly got in my head, oh my God, I've got bad circulation, I'm going to die. So I bought loads of circulation things. I don't know if I've got it and they don't work. And do you know who's my, do you know who Carl it comes on to? Yeah, Jamie's motherfucker. <laughs> it goes, I no. get a notification on my phone, I'm out and my about. My Amazon account is linked to Jamie's card and boy, is it dreamy. And every single time it just pops up, bloop, it's another £500 spent on Amazon Black Friday. It's the only Black Friday shopping I did. <laughs> I know, Amazon got a seeing to. It's all on my card, honey. Yeah, well, that's what being married is about. I don't think that. Most people share cards. We Well, we are sharing cards, it looks like. You're not sharing mine. I know I'm not. I don't have anything to do with your cards. I think that's what's unfair about it. Look, you're older than me. Okay. Well. How many times have you used the shoulder massager? I've used the shoulder massager twice. Gonna use it more. You're never gonna use it. And the second it's time you used painful. it, when you the second time it's a bit you... sore. It's like someone kneading like wood into my back. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll get used to it. Maybe I need to add a bit of like oil before I put it on. You need like padding clothing so to before sits you do there it. Like this. I want you to go. I want you to go on Instagram. I, I want to get going in because if you can see this, she sits there like this. This is what she does with the massager. I can only describe it. She puts her arms into it. and She sits there like this. <laughs> <laughs> she sits there so hunched over like that. And if I, and you've used it once without me. The second time you used it when you were explaining to me what it was. So you've only used it once. Yeah, and how much did it cost? Be honest. I don't know. On Black Friday, yes, like, you do. Sixty quid. No, it did not cost. Yeah, 60. I did. Sophie Habu. Swear to God, it was like sixty quid. Sophie, you're half smiling. One thing also, I've no, I've noticed that you bought for at home. What? And you've put it subliminal messaging to me. What? I came into our bathroom upstairs. You're smiling because you know exactly what it is. And on the side, so embarrassing for me. On the side, in eye view, you haven't told me about it. You just put it there. Anasol. Yeah, Pals cream. You've it's put, time to get this fixed. You put it on the side so I can see it. I'm not giving it to you because I know you'd be like, can you put it on? I'd be like, think again. Who do you think is going to put it on? You, with your hands that God gave you. <laughs> you need to put it on because you can see it. I'm not fucking touching that thing if you paid me. You've caught your finger on it before. Oh, you're so lowbrow. <laughs> is that a saying? Because that's what you are. You are not okay. I am going for my uh, my fertility thing this evening. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm going into the room with my little cup and checking my, you know what it is, my sperm. Yeah, we all know. Okay, I'm going to go and do it tonight. Really? 6 p.m. Wow. Yeah. Gonna go and go, gonna go and... Yeah, we got it. You know what we I'm going to go and do? Yeah, we, we got that. At part. 6 p.m. Okay, well, what do you want everyone to set their alarms and think, oh, we know what Jamie's doing right now? <laughs> no, no. By the time they listen to it, we've already been done. But I want you to set your alarm at 6 p.m. this evening. Why on earth would I do that? Okay. Get well, an image in your head. You're clearly excited about it. Right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay, listen, I think we've had enough arguing for one day. I tell you what, shall we go into... Listeners messages. That was scary. ASMR. Okay, do it make it a- ASMR. Here we go. Listeners, messages. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Huge thank you for everyone who sends the messages. The messages of love, by the way, have gone down a complete storm. You know, I, I know we love I to be... I adore them. Yeah, we love to be funny. We love to read out rude messages and those different things. But actually, the messages of love are just so wonderful. Lovely. And lovely and Full kind. Of love. And we have had so many, haven't we, Jack? Yeah, there's been loads. And people have been really loving hearing a different side to you too as well. Look at that. <gasps> different side. Yeah, because there's more to us than talking about shits and piles. Like, just get over that. I know, I know. You child. Okay, well, we're going to make a little mixture. We've got some fun ones. We've got some love stories as well today. Okay, so we have one from Lydia who says this. Recently, I've been traveling in Europe and gathered a few funny stories on my journey. When I was in Portugal, I was on a four-day road trip in a converted van with a guy I had met. We parked and camped in the forest, hanging our hammock in the trees. We had a naughty moment, and I started giving him a hand job. Next minute, there were flies trapped on... Next minute, there were flies trapped underneath his foreskin. I screamed huh? and he pulled it back. The flies were still alive, gasping for air. No, I don't like that. So embarrassing. <laughs> There's another one. In Italy, Wait, I don't understand how big was his foreskin. In Italy, I had sex with this guy and he was about to come. Instead of pulling out and coming in the normal places, he rolled over and came all over his floor like a sprinkler. I was so shocked and asked if it was the normal thing that he does. And he said, yes. Weird, right? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be mad about that. At least you're clean. I have another one for you. Okay, am I not going to read any today? Yeah, but I got one, then you okay. can read it. It's from Sophie. Mm-hmm. Because it's getting to Christmas, I thought I'd share with you a tale that has stuck with our family for years. It all started when Grandad stayed over for Crimbo. He was getting a bit older at this point, and it was one wasn't totally with it. Anyway, my mum had especially bought an entire drawer for snacks, and she'd really put an extra effort because everyone was staying round this year. Doritos, cheese balls, after eights, Toblerone, all the boxes of chocolates. It was epic. On Christmas Eve, we all went out for the day and Grandad stayed at home with Mum because he wanted to rest. Fair play, we thought. Later that night, we all came staggering back from the local pub and immediately went to raid the food drawer. And to our surprise, it was all gone. Everything gone. Couldn't believe it. We immediately went up to Mum to inquire. She told us there's been a terrible accident. She said she left the house for, to go for a walk later that day. And when she came back, she'd seen Grandad eating them all. She took us into his room, which you have to go outside for. It's in a separate little house where he'd been asleep. And the wrappers were everywhere. No. All over the floor, all over him. It was like he'd been exploded in chocolate confetti. We couldn't believe it. The next day, we all moved on, uh, all moved on from it. Grandad didn't know what had happened, and we cleaned up the wrappers around him on Mum's request and got on with the rest of Crimbo. Anyway, a week later, my dad was looking through the last week's front door CCTV, and what we saw next, we couldn't believe. A clear video of my mum pacing back and forth with wrappers in her hand, taking them to Grandad's room. She staged him. What? We asked her, and she confessed. It was her who ate everything. She said she was bored at home. She started picking and it turned into an obsession. And then she realized all the snacks had gone. She had to wait for Grandad to fall asleep and scatter the evidence <gasps> around him. No, oh my God, he, Grandad. He would have woken up. I don't remember this. What? I'm also thinking, like, how does she go through that amount of food? That is so mean. Grandad, I love him. What the <laughs> hell? Not everyone being like, where does he put it? All? What the? And he just going, I don't remember anything. I'm panicking. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Because they told him not to tell him. So he's just, duh, 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 <laughs> with everyone thinking that he's chowed down six boxes of chocolate. Oh That's my God. So mean. Okay. Okay, so we've got a love one, guys. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this, honey. I was going to uni in the US. She wanted... They want to remain anonymous. I was going to uni in the US when an opportunity opportunity came up to study for a year abroad in the UK. I decided to take it. When I got to the uni in the UK, I was the only one in my college from my home university, so I was forced to mingle and make friends with people I didn't know. I soon befriended a group of people who all lived a floor below me and were the year below me at university. 
In that group was a boy who was charming and funny, and I soon had a huge crush on him. Mm. Throughout the year, we became the best of friends, and my feelings only grew. He didn't make any moves, so I assumed he considered me as a friend. At the end of my year abroad, nothing romantic could happen between us, and I was absolutely heartbroken to be leaving him. I thought I'd never see him again and that he would be the one that got away. I returned to the US to do my final year at home at university, and I couldn't stop thinking about him. We would occasionally text, but nothing serious. I kept telling my friends from my home university that one day I would marry him every time I got a bit tipsy. Towards the end of the year, an opportunity came up to do a master's at the same uni in the UK. And because of the year abroad had been the happiest year of my life, I decided to return. The boy was still going to be at the uni in his final year, but I wasn't sure anything would happen beyond us being friends. When I let him know I'd be coming back, he offered to pick me up from the airport. Sweet. I was so nervous about how things would go. I didn't want to ruin our incredible friendship. The first night back in the UK after he picked me up, the two of us went out to a pub and on the walk home, he unexpectedly stopped and kissed me. He told me that... Oh, no. He told me that during my year abroad, he had fallen in love with me, but he had been scared to ruin our friendship. We have been together ever since that first kiss and got married last September. <laughs> He's the most amazing person ever and truly the love of my life. I feel so lucky that we were given a second chance to be together. That's done you over. That is special. She went all the way back to US and came all the way That's back. That's like us. Not really. Yes, it is. But I never went to the US. No, I know, but... And we didn't go to uni together. No, I, I know, but we were friends and then I leaned in for the kiss. That's right, yeah. You and then we got married and I knew you always fancied me. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God, that was just wonderful in every way. These messages of love are just phenomenal. I love them. Okay, I have another one from Olivia. In 2013, I was on a night out with friends, feeling tired and ready to go home. When suddenly, I looked across the dance floor and saw the most handsome guy I'd ever seen. Out of character for myself, I went over and grabbed him for a dance. He found me on social media the next day. And after one date together... I knew I was falling for him. Our first New Year's together, we went to Paris with my parents and I had a weird sinking feeling the entire trip. I said to my boyfriend, I think this is my last holiday with my dad. He reassured me this was just intrusive thoughts and pushed it into the back of my mind. A few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant after just, mine, after just nine months together. It was a huge shock to everyone, but even him being just 20 and myself 22, we knew how much we loved each other. But more, I had this deep feeling within me that we needed this baby. Our son was born that autumn, and just weeks later, my dad, my absolute hero who I adored, was diagnosed with cancer. He was the heart of our family, and honestly, my family began to fall apart. But there was someone special at the centre. Peacefully unaware of the heartbreak around him that brought joy to us the most devastating time of our life. Before I lost my dad, he looked at my baby and said, I'm glad I met you. Oh no, it's too much for me right now. This is way too much. That's so sad. <laughs> so I don't know why that really got me. My boyfriend of barely 18 months became my pillar of strength and the most incredible dad at just 21 years old. Just a few months later, we returned to Paris, the place of my last holiday with my dad with our nine-month-old son. After a few days at Disney, we visited the city and in a quaint, quiet spot with our baby between us. Oh, my God, I can't. I can't actually deal with this one, I can Jack. read it. Oh, my God, my boyfriend asked me to marry him. My God, it's too much, Jack. What's going on? <laughs> this was too much. 18 months later, we got married and we just celebrated seven years of marriage. He has always been my absolute rock since the very beginning, putting me and our children first. I know my dad would be so proud. Oh, God. No, I can't do this. Of his son-in-law and the happy life we've created out of the saddest of times. He's the most handsome guy I've ever seen. My God. Is that that? That's then it. I couldn't deal with anymore. No, guys, that's... That really is... My God. No, that's actually the most special story ever. I feel so sad. I'm going to have to read you another one, honey, because we're... No, in. I don't think I've got it in me like that. Like, literally, if I, if the cameras weren't on me, I'd be sobbing. <laughs> I'm holding this back. I've got one more. These are amazing. I wanted to share my interpretation of a story of love and dedicate it to my mum. 
Oh no. Oh, I'm not with it. <laughs> What's going on? I literally felt like crying my eyeballs out of this. I haven't had the smoothest road in my life so far. My parents divorced, followed by six to seven years of suffering severely with eating disorders in my late teens. When I was young, I used to spend most weekends at my friends' houses as my mum would be working 12 plus hours a day to keep a roof over our head. She is still a superwoman and does countless jobs whilst also offering to help other people in different aspects. When I was ill, I lost most of my friends and my whole sense of being. And as I look back now, I know how worried everyone must have been and how irrational I was thinking and would act. I know I've never appreciated my mum enough and often used her to get any of my frustration out and never thought we were that close, especially when I saw other people's relationships with their mums. However, I have suddenly reflected and realised that the one person who has stood by me through thick and thin, who didn't give up on me when I was ill, who supported me behind the scenes and went against other opinions, even if it affected their view of her, and the... Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the person who is and will always be my best friend is my mum. <laughs> These are too good. So big shout out to all the mums out there. Thank you. My God. <laughs> I can have to read you another one. <laughs> I can have to read you another one. <laughs> what's going just, on? This is too what's much. going on? My God. Is this an ick for me? Because I'm in floods. <laughs> this is from Mandy. I met Pete 10 years ago in a random chat room. I wasn't looking for love. I was just really looking for friends. He caught my eye as he looked like a heavy metal pirate. Pete lived in Scotland and I was 400 miles away in London. We just clicked and love blossomed pretty instantly. We did a year-long distance. I would spend a couple of days in Scotland once a month and then next he would come to London. This went on for a year and it soon became apparent that unless one of us moved, we would need to stop this, as it was too painful being away from each other for, his, for that long. As Pete had a young son, I would never have expected him to move and decided I would take the big step, leave my family, friends, job, and be with him. It was such a big, scary gamble. We lived in a one-bed flat with barely a penny between us, but we were so happy. This was in January. I travelled home each month to see my family and it was lovely. After a month of living there, his dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. We were all devastated. In the July, on the visit home to London, Pete proposed to me. It felt very soon as we had only been living together for, in person for six months. One night we were sitting down and said how it was such a shame his dad couldn't see us getting married and thought, well, why can't he? Let's just do it. Furthermore, his dad was a minister. So we asked him to marry us. We got married with a handful of witnesses in the grounds of Marie Curie Hospice and his dad conducted the ceremony. <laughs> Jesus, Jack. What is Jack crying? Jack on handline. It was beautiful. Exactly a week later, he passed away. Jesus Christ, what is going on? Do you think words could do this to me? <laughs> anyway, we were trying for a baby for what felt too long. So we decided to go to the doctor. They couldn't find any particular reason why we couldn't fall pregnant. But as it hadn't been so long, they started us on a fertility treatment. The initial treatment didn't work and so they decided they would go and try IVF. Over five years of failed treatment on our very last egg. Oh, no. <laughs> My God. I don't think I get out. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Maybe I'm over-emotional. Timothy Chalamet's got me. <laughs> the cold's got us. Our very last egg, our last chance. I had to go for a scan to see if there was a heartbeat all by myself, while Peek waited outside. I cried. <laughs> I cried when fluttering on the screen was our little baby's heart. 
We had made a baby. In October 2020, our lives felt complete. Our son, our hero, was born. <laughs> What's wrong with me? A year and a half later, and lo and behold, I fell pregnant again naturally. <gasps> Fast forward to now, hero is three. His name is Hero. Oh my God, I can't. His baby brother, Forrest, is... Jesus. His baby brother, Forrest, is seven months. We just bought our first house, house, and life feels completely complete. In a month, we will have been together 10 years, married for eight, and have three gorgeous children, including my gorgeous stepson. Anyways, that's our fairy tale. I can't wait to write the rest of the story. Mandy. No, guys, it's actually too much. My whole body is convulsing and it's got goosebumps all over it. I actually can't. I love all of those people so much. Don't you just want to like go hug your parents? Jack, how are you feeling? It's good. It's so good. It's good. To everyone who is sharing these amazing stories with us, uh, it's so personal to you and so wonderful. And the fact that you are sharing it with us is so special and so amazing. It's like unbelievable. People don't have to. They... I feel so warm in my tummy like I feel so full of love they're spending their time coming on the emails or or Instagram whatever's and writing that because they just want but to but also I feel like anyone listening don't you just think that it's just so full of love it makes people want to do things that they would never do like go after who mm. they love or do what they want to do like yeah, move don't from hold back. island or what should you move from take island? risks take, take risks. chances because you never know what can happen and, and if you god I'm going to sound so preachy but if you don't take risks it, it ruins the creativity of life just follow your heart I think is what what those messages and take risks stories. when it comes to love yeah I think Believe it's so cool love. Just thank you for every single person. We have had so many, haven't we, Jack? It's been, honestly, so it's been so nice to read through them all. It's been um, amazing. Can you let us know uh, on Instagram at Newlyweds Podcast or send us an email, newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk if you want to hear more of these stories. Because we want to know, may, on our YouTube, comment on our YouTube, comment on our, our post, whatever it is, if you want to hear more of these, because we love doing them. We want to know if you really like listening to them as well. And please keep sending them in. Send in your love stories and title it love. You can stay anonymous if you want to. With all of our messages, you can stay anonymous. But also, if you do have funny stories or crazy stories from university or Christmas or anything else, we want to hear those too. Everything. We want to hear everything. Oh yeah, and if anyone wants us to really shout and sing and create a moment of love for you, whether it's a proposal, whether it's a, it's a, it's a present, whatever it is, we want to create a flash mob for you around your partner, your loved one, your siblings, whatever it is. So please let us know because we want to organize that and just send us an email if you want. I can say it again. It's at Newlyweds Podcast on Instagram or newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk. My God. I love everyone so much. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, everyone, that's the end of... Listeners' messages. That was emotional. I don't... I'm like full of emotion today. I feel like really weird. Every orifice of me does. Well, you're going to feel a bit, bit more emotional, maybe. You're worried about this next bit. I am because he's fallen out of love with me, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> EDMR, EDMR has like taken away your insecurities, and now you're like, I feel sick. But you don't think I'm. You don't think something's I'm... something's flipped in you, and that's all I'm saying. But so you, you, he's not as needy for me. I am so needy. For, I, I, I'm with you every second of the day. You're distant. <laughs> How can I be distant? I'm here. Okay, mm. I think. Listen. I think because you, Sophie's been saying this, she is um, a little bit worried that I'm being distant or maybe that I'm not in love with you or whatever the nonsense. No, I just think Eden has made you like really to your own trumpet. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, you're, you're feeling all these things. I thought it'd be a fun idea. Now, we, we, we're obviously on this journey of fertility, which is amazing. I'm getting my 6pm this evening. Get ready for that. I'm gonna, and I'm going to do the results on the podcast. The results of my fertility check are going to be, I'm going to reveal it on the show. Okay. Okay, well, I'm just putting it out there. But I thought because you're a bit worried about us being distanced, I thought it'd be fun if we got a marriage counsellor on the podcast to give some advice about... That makes me nervous. <laughs> okay, well, it's going to be great because, look, I want you to realise that we're great with each other. We're great. We don't need counselling. We don't need anything, but... Maybe... We don't need counselling. Slash, I just thought I'd book one. Yeah, I just thought I'd book one. Just okay, to... great. I'm excited. Because you were going, where, where, we're not so close. Where, where, you're distant. All that stuff. 
So I got a counselor on so you can talk to her. Okay, epic. Okay. Are yeah. you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast our brand new marriage counselor, Kate. Kate McKenzie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. For so happy me. to have you here. So glad to be here. We're so excited to have you here. So um excited. Kate, so uh, so we've asked you to come on the podcast because uh, you act as a marriage counsellor. Is that right? Yes, couple counsellor and also individual counsellor for relationships and sexuality. Oh my God. Amazing. Sex and relationship counsellor. Sex and <laughs> relationship. We don't need any help on the sexual front. We were, we were actually wondering, I'm glad you cleared that up, that you're a relationship and marriage counsellor as well, because we were wondering whether there's a different thing, but I guess they all fall under, it's all about the Not same. Not everyone's married. Yeah, exactly. But some people want some relationship counselling, even if they're an individual, but they want to deal with relationships. It can be, so it can cover many things. Can I ask, people don't know, being in a relationship, not us, I just, this is for the general thing, being in a relationship can be hard, can't it? Hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. And it's definitely been hard for us at times. So I, I've been doing this therapy, which is called EDMR, which is where you have the... And Sophie thinks because of that, I don't love her as much anymore. He's, well, I think maybe it's helped you in lots of ways. You definitely had like neediness like he had like attachment problems or something and he would say this like there was some serious neediness going on to the point where it was actually almost annoying at times but now he's stopped doing that since the year demar i'm a bit like oh no why? you miss it i miss it you miss it no so maybe there's a way which you could you could suggest sophie is what would what would help you feel attended to like you did before but in a new way so what would Listen. that be like more strokes so strokes can be touched, but they can also be affirmation. It can also be bringing a cup of tea in the morning. And everybody has different ways they love to be stroked. And it's it, those pieces can make a huge difference. So, okay, Sophie at night, she gets into bed. She rolls over and she falls asleep. Firstly, I'm going to put this out there. Sophie likes to go into bed earlier than me. And she, I'll be downstairs and I'll, you know, I'll probably be working late or reading a book or just... Gaming. No, I'm not. Gaming. I'm, um, I'll be watching NFL two things <laughs> I'll be look I'll be doing some research on something important <laughs> and, and Sophie will call me from the bedroom telling me to come to bed Aww. I can't go to sleep unless he's in bed Aww. but he can be watching YouTube or uh, look he's watching NFL Aww. downstairs just bring the iPad up and watch it in bed Aww. next to me this is also like 10pm I'm not going to bed at like 8 and yeah. then we get into bed and she goes, she goes can you just stroke my bum Every night. Touch my back is what Aww. I say. Now, I would say that is too needy. What do you think? Do you not like to stroke her back? Her bum. I love, her to, stroke, bum. I love to stroke what, her bum. What's too needy about that? I don't know. I, I don't know. There's no, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what is it, Jamie? Okay, what is too needy about it? Because sometimes I just like being downstairs and oh. I like watching the NFL. Oh. And then I feel bad because she's in the bed and I feel like I have to go upstairs to bed to stroke her bum. It's and not to stroke my bum. <laughs> I just like him being, I can't fall asleep. I also know he's going to then come up and wake me up. I, I, also, Tampi, I'm just watch your program in bed next to me. Isn't that nice? Well, this is the thing with couples yeah. is to work these different things out. So you can find, you can have what we call a semi-detached living, as in I have a bit of my time and I have a bit of us time. How yeah. do we do? This is a big part of couples who manage successful long-term relationships is how do I do me and us, me and us, and how do we manage that? So I did bring a, a couple of little puppets today. Oh my God, great. Some, this is uh, based on attachment theory. So sometimes you have one is more of an octopus, anxiously attached, many fingers, many pies, many tentacles, doing a lot, three wow. hearts, getting a huge amount done. And they might be on, you know, uh, a very high radio station frequency and then you might get sometimes another person's a turtle lives a hundred years got a strong shell got a retractable neck wants to see is it safe to come out you're saying that sophie i'm the slow little turtle. you're the slow little turtle and there's a magnetism between the two between the octopus and the turtle there's an absolute kind of they you know they spot each other and there's an absolute magnetism and it's how do they work together to find their way together. And often the turtle, if the octopus can, will the turtle will help the octopus slow down. <sighs> you're describing us. This is what you're describing. Right. And then 
the octopus can help the turtle manifest their dreams. Because what the, the hell? That's that's us. Yeah. Is that actually yeah, us? Yeah, that's really scary. That is actually is us. That, I don't think I'm cool, 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 slow, 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 but no, that's definitely no. us. So part of it but is... But is this... Wait, hang on a second. Is this actually true? Is this just us? Have, or have, this... you, just, have you just guessed what we're like? Or, or is <laughs> you this just a... guess what we're okay, like. Okay, what is this? What is no, this? No, this is a real thing. It's a real thing in couples. Uh, not all couples fit exactly in octopus turtle. Yeah. But it's attachment theory. So the turtle is more avoidant. They need a lot more space. They need to take things gently. They need things slowed down. And the octopus is fast on it doing fingers in pies. And it happens in a lot of couples. But you could get two turtles. They might be in separate rooms or they might even live in separate countries, right? But you could get two turtles. You could get two octopuses, but the other octopus oh would turn gosh. the other one into a turtle, if you see what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, alpha vibe. Yes, because because the more tur- the more octopus is, you know, they're, they're Dominating. on it. Yeah, they're dominant. So the key is, it is also to get the octopus to slow down a little bit to attune with the turtle so the turtle can open up and express themselves because otherwise you get a snapping turtle. The beginning of our relationship was very much like, I'm open, I'm this, why can't you be the same? Like, blah, 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 all this. And Sophie then... Like, he would almost get frustrated. He'd be like, why don't you say you're so unloving? Tell everyone she has no emotion. And I was like, yes, I do. I just don't flaunt it like you do. I remember there was a time, I still feel bad about it, Kate, okay? I remember there was a time, it was my birthday. And I, and it came to my birthday and I said to Sophie and one of her friends said, oh, what's Sophie going to get for your birthday? And I remember, and I said, she won't get me anything because she won't have thought about it. Because I didn't think she was open. And then she'd got everything for me. No, I'd made him a scrapbook and I'd spent weeks on it. And as he said it in front of a table of like 10 people, I was like, that's just not true. But he has, it's just because I don't scream because you would have told me you'd done the scrapbook and told everyone. And I just keep it to myself. So the octopus often didn't get quite enough. Look, it's got a little jump of the octopus because it needs needs a lot of love and warmth and reassurance. And... uh, the octopus didn't often get enough reassurance growing up, so it can be. But it sounds like you've shifted a bit critical. If you have you problems resentment. in a relationship, straight away talk about it. Yes, but you do it, do it in a certain way. So there's a wonderful method called uh, the temperature gauge, Virginia Satir. You can look it up. It's a five uh, five question model, and the first bit would be appreciations. So literally, oxytocin. You can look this up. So the kindness, happiness hormone. If we say nice things about each other, you look lovely, you're bright, you're intelligent. When you did that the other day, I felt so great. Our ears open. So you don't go with, in complaint without a stroke, without something warm. So you go and be something have nice. To, you have to start with something nice. This about you is amazing. When you did that, amazing. You know, when you told complete strangers something really weird about me, I know you probably didn't mean it, but I, that felt awful. And could you not? So that you're you're landing it softly. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. So you lean in wow. with with, a, with something nice. So Sophie, listen, you are the most generous person. The way oh. that you treat your family and things like that, it's so generous. Oh. However, the other day that you said this thing about me, that upset me. How important is it to have sex in a relationship once a week? <laughs> sorry. <to> <laughs> <laughs> what I'm you... sorry to love. I'm sorry to love. <laughs> All right, let me tell it. I'm sorry to laugh. How is it important to have a sex every day? <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's just, are you talking for yourself, Jane? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once a week. Once a That's quite tame for you. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't want to go out there, but it's important. Okay. How important, <laughs> how many times a month should a couple be intimate with each other? Do you know what? The flag there, Jamie, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. is the word should. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not a good word to use. Because as soon as you employ the word should, you then create a little dance where, and, and uh, you know, where the octopus is saying, these are the rules, this is what's happening. And then you can imagine what happens possibly to the turtle. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God, yes. Can you imagine what should does in a, in a relational space? Man. Can you imagine? So what we say in sex therapy is we say, can you book a time every week to lie down in bed together mm. without having sex. Oh. It's committed to... Oh, God. To doing what? To 
be together in bed, no telly, no screens, no nothing, where you might, you're just going to look at each other or snuggle or uh, kiss or be together. If sex happens, fine. I know what you're saying. What am I saying? What well, you're saying is create those little moments where sex could happen. Well, it might happen, but the commitment is to being in bed every week, cuddling intimately. Well, I try and get you into bed every night. Yes, so can't yes. you lucky stars, honey? Yeah. I'm thinking... You could try different things out. So it doesn't have to be certain ways. Maybe. Substitute teacher, headmistress. <laughs> I've just been employed. I've just been employed. And I go into the office to be told off because I've done a bad geography lesson. And 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 she's in there, and you get real cross to me, and I and and that's what we should play. I'm a geography teacher. You're the headmistress. No comment. <laughs> no so, comment. Well, that's okay. So you've got one idea, and yeah. then have you got an idea? Come on, what's your role play? I would love a massage at all times of the day, but particularly on my feet. So great. So what what you might do is there's there's a wonderful thing called the three minute game. Okay. From Betty Martin and. There's an idea where people can be prepared to do something for three minutes. So for how would you feel, Sophie, for three minutes being the head teacher, telling off <laughs> Jamie? I can't say I'd keep a straight face, but I'll give it, yeah. You could do three minutes and then you how would you feel about doing three minutes of foot, foot massage? massage? We should probably try the try the role play for thirty seconds. No. You're the headmistress. No, 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 no. I'm knocking on the door. Here we go. Rat a tat tat. No. no, no. Do you know what's happening though? Do you know what? Do you know why that's gone? We're playing three minute game. We should. It has to be led into. Oh god. Okay. You look great. You're so generous. <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> like, I love the way that you uh, cook me dinner. Knock knock. <laughs> So what we would do with the three-minute game is is to get people to wake up their hands first and wake up their sense wow. of connecting to their own sense of pleasure. So communicate. That's mm. a big one. Three-minute game. Absolutely love that. And if you are having problems, get help. Get Talk help. about it and be honest. Be honest. Be honest before it's too late almost, isn't it? Yes. Like what have you also right? Like what have you got to lose? It's either lose the relationship or just be honest. Exactly. We look at it in couple work. We say it's not a bad couple; it's a bad situation. Mm. So often, if there's too much pressure, too much work, uh, difficulties, you know, with family or children, the couple can implode, and that's when the octopus can get so busy, the turtle can feel quite neglected, and it can get in a tizwas. But then if we say, okay, why not go away once a month? Yeah. Go, go away once a month, just the two. Or once a week, go out once a week, just the two. And bring back in that listening, that connecting, bring back in that attunement. And that can be miraculous because people forget. Or if they haven't got the money, go to, an, you know, try and get that sorted or go out for one night somewhere. But start to have that intimate time, just the two of you somewhere. I want to say a big thank you thank for you coming so on the podcast. Thank you. thank you. That was fantastic, everybody. Right. You just knock, knock. No? Okay, not now. Um, all right. Okay, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you very thank much. You so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was amazing. How lovely was that? Oh my gosh, she's a very sweet, lovely lady, isn't she? And gosh, she was so insightful. Can we play the three minute game? That's what I want. I found that really interesting. Yeah. Open those ears, pumpkin, and start listening. Well, you say something nice to me then. You just say something nice. Oh my God. Why don't you just do it now? Say something lovely. I love everybody listening. We're going to no, run that off no, the episode. No, Thank about you me. so much. No, about me. You've all been wonderful. We really like those 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 listeners. I mean, those love stories are special. Nice. I love you. There we go. Sorry. I love those. Oh, the ears have just opened. Now I'm ready to talk. Okay, so now you get the insults. <laughs> Get on with this. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. A huge thank you. Those love messages are incredible. They're really something else. Like, I find them... Just also the fact everyone writes them in and we get to be part of your story. And it's, listen, it feels very personal and just amazing. Please keep sending them in. I said every single time, but just send us all your messages. If it's a love message, send it in. If it's a funny message, a wedding message, anything at all, a relationship one, at... Newlyweds podcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email, newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk. Remember, we're on YouTube as well, so go and check that out, Newlyweds podcast. And if you haven't subscribed already, clicking that subscribe button does so much for us. I can't even begin to tell you. So please subscribe. 
Thank you so much for everything. Right, if you're getting married. We love you. If you're getting engaged. Oh, go on. If you're getting divorced. It's okay. Just hang on in there. If you're single. Oh, go again, Tiger. And, and if you just want to be just, just happy by yourself. I rate you. All right, we love you guys. We're going to see you love next you. week. Bye. Another episode on Monday. Bye-bye. Round of applause, round of applause. Hi, little press, press cat. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.